Hi, I'm Emily. Welcome to the Doodle Me Show, where I chat with awesome creative entrepreneurs every week. So today I have Laura Bath from Pecan Boards, and Laura makes the most amazing pegboards, planters, tables, storage boxes, full of color and style. And I met Laura at the Indie Roller Business Group for Creatives. And I've seen her evolve from the idea into a fully grown brand that is stocked at Oliver Bonas and amazing places. So, yeah. Hi, Laura. Nice to have you here. Can you introduce yourself, um, Peg on Board, for those who don't know you? Yeah. Hi, Emily. Thank you. Hi. Thank you for having me. <laughs> I'm Laura and yep, my business is Peg and Board. Um, started in Pegboards and have kind of grown from there and now offer different colourful homewares. Yes, and when I first met you, I think you were developing the idea, weren't you? Like when we first started the group a few years ago. Yeah, it, you're exactly right. I am. Um, because I started with just uh, plywood um, yeah. and then had the idea to do them in metal and make them colourful. Um, so, yeah, you've been there from the very, very start. <laughs> yeah, and it's been amazing to see it grow and evolve. And um, and I have one of the very first pegboards in my office, which I love. But I'm really in love with the new wavy, wavy ones. So I have to get one of those for my office, for my new office. So um, I'm really interested in like the journey that led you to set up a pick and board. And like, like what happened kind of before that made you go, okay, I have this idea and I want to make it happen. Um, you know, why pegboards and, you know, how did you start? What happened before? What were you doing and stuff like that? Yeah, um, so, but <laughs> it was in no way kind of linear at all. I've yeah. done, I've done everything, I think. <laughs> uh, That's good. <laughs> yeah, so I, I started off as an actor, had the crazy idea that I wanted to be an actor. Oh, <laughs> I didn't know that. Ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I trained uh, to be an actor, and I think that's kind of what, got me into always having a kind of well there used to be a, a side hustle I um yeah. so I would always have a job and I'd audition and then one day when I was living in London I saw an article uh, I think it was in the metro paper saying uh-huh. uh ASOS we're going to launch a new um thing called the marketplace and they wanted like vintage sellers small like fashion labels to apply and get on board and I just thought oh, I can do that um with, <laughs> with that, yeah no experience whatsoever but I thought I could do that so I went home grabbed a load of stuff out of vintage clothes out my wardrobe photographed them sent them um and yeah they took me on <laughs> Oh yeah, I saw I saw some pictures. I, I yeah. remember that. That was so good. Yeah, so then that that was kind of the first that was my first ever business really. Um and yeah, I loved and it. And it went well. Yeah, it did. It went really well. Um I loved it. 
I I think that planted the seed of oh okay look I don't I don't actually need to work for someone else I can just work for myself um and yeah it it was brilliant but as time went on I wanted to try and niche it a little bit more yeah um, and I at the time was getting married and I knew I wanted a vintage dress so right I flipped it and started specialising in vintage wedding dresses, um, right. which was great fun. And again, I could look at vintage wedding dresses for hours on it. <laughs> um, yeah, and then obviously I became a mum. I had my first child, yeah. um, carried on, still loved it, but knew deep down and needed to commit to a shop. Um, right. And there was something, I then had my second son, um, and I just couldn't do it. There was something in me that was saying, don't, basically. Um, yeah, so you went with your gut. <laughs> yeah, I did. I went with my gut, and I sold all of my stock. Um, and I think, I guess, I think I felt a little bit like I'd failed. Um, even though I knew it was right, yeah. There was still part of me that was like, oh, I failed. Like I couldn't make it work um, without committing. Or maybe I wasn't brave enough. I don't know. There was a lot of self, self-talk. Yeah. Yeah. There really was. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then I think out of that. So I had some money, not very much, to be honest, but like I had some money that I put aside and I'd always just said, OK, I'll take the boys to Disneyland with that. Um, well, part of it I need to add to it um yeah but I guess then there there was just this niggling thing in the obviously as you're fully aware Emily uh, having two kids is pretty demanding um yeah and I wanted something back for myself that I was doing for me um yeah I think that's exactly what I I heard as well yeah you kind of do because you're constantly for somebody else um yeah and then I kind of, I think also that is what took me so long. I had the idea for Peck and Broad, but I didn't quite have the guts to announce to everyone, I'm going to I'm gonna try something else again. I'm going to do yeah. it. Um, so, yeah, it did take me a while. And then I thought, you know what, let's, let's, just, let's just do it. Um, and, yeah, I'm, I'm very, very glad I did. <laughs> And was it a reason why pegboards or was it was it that you saw something or you or was it just an idea that kind of came into your mind like randomly? Uh, no. So it was we had um, we had bought our first house. Um, yes. So kind of before that, we'd always just rented and you can't really do much to rental homes. Um, yeah. But yeah, we bought our first house. And I think obviously I was just more than ever on Pinterest kind of trying to search out things for the house and I came across uh, this article of a company I don't think they're a company I think they were like a not interiors yeah an interior design company actually in Australia and they had made these three like huge pegboards um, in the kind of wooden style I just thought they were incredible I loved them so I Googled around, did loads of research, couldn't really find anything um, and thought, hang on, 
I can do this. <laughs> yeah, that, that would do me too. Like, I can do this. I can yeah. do better. Yeah, exactly. That, that was my thought. I was like, I can definitely do this. There's no, there's, there's like no competition. No one's doing it. Let's. And some of them are quite expensive. Like I've seen other ones that are mega expensive. So yeah. sometimes you think, okay, I can do this and do it, you know, in my own style and yeah. at a good price. <laughs> yeah, exactly that. Um, so then, yeah, that kind of gave me something to focus on and get started and start learning what the hell I need to do. <laughs> yeah. And then you started producing. Did you make like a prototype first or did you go full on and produce it um, where you did? Because I, I know you changed now your production to UK and it's all changed. But yeah. like from that first one. Oh, my word. I've had so many problems should I say or issues or failures like challenges yeah challenges that's a much (laughs) that's a good word (laughs) I um yeah I've had so many challenges so the first first ever batch of wooden ones I did I'd um because I get them cnc'd by obviously professional companies that have a cnc machine uh I'd kind of scouted a load out research spoken to lots um got a sample uh, and then I committed and I got a load of stock in so I had them uh, to a company that was not too far away like in this was in this country um, right and they all turned up and they were horrendous Uh, (laughs) oh my god and you had paid all this money or you didn't have to pay yet yeah no I paid I had to pay so I paid it was two thousand pounds. That was that was yeah. one pot. I paid it. I was all excited. I'd got the stock, and they turned up. And probably about eighty percent of them I couldn't use. Oh my god! And then did you like cry and scream? And, like, yes, I did. Oh my god! This is I, this yeah. And also like when you're waiting for like a, a product that you're waiting for this prototype, you're so excited to see this thing, yeah. and then suddenly if you find that, it's like. Yeah. Chaos and, yeah and so what did you do uh yeah cried um <laughs> had, a little, <laughs> had a little tantrum was like I can't do this and then actually just got angry uh, <laughs> and, yeah. but used my anger to kind of channel it back to the company and just say absolutely not um kind of said you need to you know you need to refund me you can have it all back I don't want it like but this isn't what was set out this isn't the sample and I stuck my ground and luckily I got my money back um oh that's good so you so you it wasn't like they made the new batch or anything like that no I didn't want to work with them again I just I, I said I can't I can't trust you um, yeah. but kind of I did learn from it I did I, I knew going forward I needed to be like have a real thing in place that's like this isn't acceptable I expect them to be this standard like a written thing in place to the company saying basically this is what I expect Uh, and yeah managed to find someone new that was great good relationship all fine Um, and then and this was still in the UK or did you go yeah. somewhere else? No, this was all, wood was always in the UK. Um, right. And then I had the idea to do powder coated metal. Yeah. Um, and for some reason, I don't really know why, I think 
it was probably price or and just things you hear. I assumed I would have to yeah. go to China to get them. Yeah. Um, yeah. Often you think that, yeah. Yeah, which which is what I did. So I started the metal off um and I was working with uh, a factory in China and it was just a lot of hassle. Yeah. Um yeah, because back and forth and then having to bring the um the samples here. Yeah. And then if something goes wrong, I just think it's quite quite tricky, isn't it? Yeah. So, it's, if you're not someone that can just go there and go to the factory and foresee it for yourself and stuff like that. Yeah, I think that again, that that's exactly right. If I if I had the time or the budget or and I could be like, yeah, I'm going to come out, show you exactly what I want, um, have a look at the sample you've done, and then okay, a shipment over. I think it'd work. Yeah. It, it could be fine. But when when you're doing everything over email, um, yeah. Not only is it time consuming, and don't get me wrong, the company they were great, and when they made mistakes, they fixed them. But I mean, we're talking weeks and weeks and weeks to yeah. And so, so all of these like delayed a little bit the the business, didn't it? Because yeah, I like (laughs) well yeah, I had signed up to do top draw with yourself. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and I actually didn't have the physical product in my hand. I'd had a sample and was happy, and we'd signed it off. Um, And then I was waiting on on the shipment to come, and obviously the shipment turned up, didn't it, and there was was an issue. (laughs) So, so. We we scrambled. I think I got the final product for that top drawer. I think it was like four days before the show started. Oh my god! So that was <laughs> quite close. Well, I was in a similar position because I was doing my planner sample, mm, yeah. and I got it. Also, I did a sample in China, but we ended up going for a UK company in the end. But I also got it super close to to the time when I wanted when I had to do top drawer and your and everything for it arrived the week before. Yeah, <laughs> like the little packaging and the stickers and everything. And I was kind of sweating, like, oh yeah. my god, if I don't get it there, it was like a crucial thing. Yeah, but that's kind of what you learn, don't you? Like, you yes. learn that you can't really plan when you're like producing something it's not that straightforward and it takes a bit of time and no changes and absolutely I am I I think it kind of just made me go oh this is this is far too much effort for something I could potentially be doing in this country and again I always try to take like a positive from something it it helped me know a bit more about the product to then be able to go to UK manufacturers and say look this is what I want yeah can you do it like what's your turnaround and and I managed to find a really really yeah good local uh factory that I'm still with now actually so that's amazing yeah and And it's near it's near where you are yeah it's about a 20 minute drive from me so it's great that's perfect so you can just go check that everything's fine yeah Yep. If there's any issues, I just drop it back and they fit like, yeah, it's so much easier. And 
kind of, I, it was complete fluke, but this switch all happened before the craziness of COVID, um, which would have been an absolute nightmare trying to get stuff over. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it worked out. I'm really, I'm really happy. I managed to switch to UK. I just assumed the UK would be too much. It'd be too expensive yeah yeah it would be too expensive um but once you factored in everything like shipping yeah. that like the lot yeah there's not that much difference yeah and also waiting for shipments because then you have to wait for them to send it here yeah and it takes a lot longer so i'm guessing the production is much quicker and yeah not- yeah you can oversee it which is amazing so that's good. So then you, so I wanted to talk a little bit about like the process of designing the products. Um, do you make, so do you always make prototypes? Do you make like prototypes at home or do you go straight to the factory with like your designs or how do you kind of like work with that? I'm, <laughs> I'm really, really um, basic with, with design. So I'll start with, uh, pencil and paper and just sort of sketch out ideas and I'm in no way an artist <laughs> um, but you've got the vision you've got yeah. the vision for the amazing boards yeah yeah so I kind of have the idea and will keep sketching things and tweaking things until I kind of think okay yes this could work I like this um and then that moves on to cardboard <laughs> Right. I, I have done that before with oh, my mirror. It's really good. Yeah, I think it's I'm I'm really visual. I need to I need to see something. I'm really bad at being able to um kind of visualize it without being able to see it. Yeah, me too. Yeah, so cardboard's brilliant, so I'll just cut it out and make it kind of work. Um and then I usually take that cardboard to the manufacturer. <laughs> So, yeah, they're very used to me. They laugh at me and my cardboard cutouts because um, I can't use any of the fancy design software. Uh, but no, but I think that, you know, traditional cardboard is like the best because you can see it there and then. Yeah. And yes. it really works. Like when I was designing my little mirrors, I I would cut it out in cardboard. Well, I would design it on Illustrator, then cut it out in cardboard put the little string on, hang it to see if it hang well. Yeah. And that's how I could see that it could work. And then, yeah, and then I could get all the bits for it. And then I, I also need to see it that way. And sometimes I even put color on it to see what, yeah. what I want to do. <laughs> and that's really good. I love that. Yeah. I'm... And um, so, so how have you like evolved into, I know that not yet now you, have more than pegboards you have your planters which I have one in my wall and your little tables and storage boxes and you've kept it all within the brand and using like the most amazing colors and everything how have you like found the process expanding and all of that yeah I it's I love I, I guess the thing I love most is designing um yeah is thinking up yeah it's it's I guess it's the most creative part isn't it kind of thinking up an idea uh making it work and then 
getting it out into the world um, is, yeah, hands down my absolute favourite part. So I think I just get to certain points. In the, it always seems to be at the same time as well. My husband said it's after we've had it's usually after Christmas when you've had a little bit of rest yeah yeah. Um, and then I'll I'll have an idea go into it and by about April there'll be something new (laughs) um so yeah I think it's just it's stuff that I've kind of wanted myself or yeah things that I see and like like with the with the memo boards um I was so bored of well most memo boards, notice boards, whatever you call them, are they're quite plain, they're quite boring. So I was like, right, how can we make yeah. it a little bit more fun? Um, and yeah, so the colours and the wave was like, yeah, okay, can do that. And then it's just sort of the ideas then kind of come from there. And yeah, I'm always very conscious of trying to make it uh, fit fit into the brand. I don't want to stray too far. Um, yeah. And people go, oh, what, what's going on? <laughs> yeah, exactly. So I, lo- I love that it's like a combination of classic things, but with a modern twist and quite trendy ideas like the waviness and all of that. And yeah, I love how you can combine different things like, I don't know, like the planters with the uh, with a, with some of the pegboards, you can integrate them, can't yes. you? Yes. Yeah, I really wanted to be able to try and kind of mix and match everything and then the the arc products yeah were, that was to try and also if you didn't want a pegboard to do some products where if people like the style they they could just put them on their walls rather than on a pegboard but at the yeah. same time if you've got a pegboard you can add them to that too <laughs> yeah exactly I love that and um did you imagine it was going to evolve into this when you when you started that first pegboard Oh my word, no, no. <laughs> I guess, I guess you do have. You're not. No one's going to start something to to be like, oh well, it's not going to become anything. So yes, I guess you do have that hope. Some aspirations. Yeah, you do, and you've got aspirations. You've got the hope. You're like, yeah, I think I can make this work. But then, when it kind of does start working, it's. Yeah, you think, oh wow, no, I, I didn't, I didn't quite expect this. That's that's cool. No, I think you've done amazingly, and um, I wanted to talk now a bit about the business because I know, like as creatives, we love the creative side, mm-hmm. but the business side can be a bit overwhelming, <laughs> and like having to learn marketing, having to learn accounts. Uh, what else do we do? We do like yeah. uh, website design. Um, <laughs> basically everything do you how have you found that have you had to learn a lot or did you already knew a little bit how, how you know how have you found like combining the business side with everything yeah. else yeah it's like you say it's a lot I definitely didn't know half half of the things involved and actually I that's what I spend most of my time doing um it's the stuff that isn't creative but that you need to run a business. Um, I've definitely learned on the job uh, as yeah. I've gone along. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, I kind of wish I'd known some sort of fundamentals quite early on so I could have put 
processes in place before it kind of grew. Um, I'm currently, January I is me uh, putting spreadsheets, stock sheets, uh, <laughs> all the... I'm I'm setting all this up at the moment because it's something I didn't do at the start. Yeah. It's kind of integral. And as I've grown and got busy, I haven't had time to do it. Um so Yeah, yeah. same here. Yeah, it's it's those real, real like businessy organization things that I'm my brain doesn't kind of lean towards that anyway. Yeah, me um, neither. <laughs> um yeah, it's it is a lot. It's it's a lot and how sorry no 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 um yeah I think when you start out as well you well I know I did anyway you do you do do everything because you're trying to keep your expenses down you're trying to make money not give money away um yeah and there comes a point where actually spending some money for for other people to do it is is the way forward it's the right decision (laughs) yeah so yeah I was gonna ask you about that so do you have help now or are you still pretty much doing it yourself or have you got have you had have you outsourced certain things yeah I'm I'm getting there (laughs) Uh that's good yeah it's still just me um but I'm hoping once I've got all these kind of spreadsheets, stop takes, everything like that in place, I can finally hire someone to help me pack, which would be amazing. Um, but I do now outsource. So I always get my photography done uh, by somebody else because... Yeah, that's a good be- thing. Yeah, they're better at it. And once the first time I did it, it took me so long to do it and I was like oh no but it's so expensive um but then when I did it and got the images back I was like oh wow it's kind of paid for itself they're so much better than mine <laughs> uh, yeah and also you can just go and use them and you don't have to waste all that well not waste the yeah, time, but yeah if you've done it already and you know it takes you too long and you're going to save all that time time is money as well so yeah, exactly. um and then you have uh you know your brand colors and everything and you just yeah you can save time doing other things that you can maybe be more useful in or yeah definitely um you kind of you all I think as a small business you always forget that yeah your time is also money is important um yeah so if you're not doing that you're you're freeing yourself up to do something else um yeah so I do that and I have an accountant I got an accountant pretty early on because I am terrible with numbers anything like that so yeah that is key for me yeah no that's very valuable and also with with the tax returns and things like that is yeah. <laughs> you have to do it properly and it has to work it's not like yeah what about marketing have you um how do you find like instagram and um and social media and and marketing it's it, you constantly have to do it <laughs> yeah it's it's kind of a love love hate relationship because I do love Instagram um yeah. and I genuinely do not think I would be where I am without it 
Um, yeah, no, I love your Instagram. Uh, I love yours. <laughs> oh, thank you. But yeah, it's I. For instance, I was contacted by Oliver Bonus through Instagram. Um, oh my god! I, th- I was going to ask you about Oliver Bonus. So yeah, yeah. I'm glad we're talking about it. Tell me about that. Yeah, so they contacted me through Instagram, and actually Liberty did too. Um, Amazing. So. It's so important. Um, it is constant, and you do have to keep up. And actually, I have I've just boiled it down to I post once a week. I do one grid post once a week, um, and then I do stories throughout the week. And that's what works for me now. Yeah. Probably not when I first first started. I was a bit more on it, um, yeah. kind of gaining momentum. But yeah, it's it is key. Yeah, that's that's really good, and um, and I know that you've used some influencers, or yeah, yeah, or has that happened organically? Uh, yeah, it kind of. Well, I suppose yes, it was organically, but definitely with me, uh, pushing it. So I've always been very, just do something, just just ask someone. Like I, I kind yeah. of, I don't necessarily think things out way in advance or like think about all the little things I'm like oh I want an influence I'm just going to message them so it always tends to be people you're kind of following anyway and sort of know their work know who they are like like their style like what they do um so I would I would just engage with them and then send a message and say hey would you like to um you know if I send you a product, um, yeah. could you, you know, put it on your stories or like if you like it? Um, yeah. And I always got a really good response. And I remember, yeah, getting responses back thinking, oh, I'll send it. They'll never get back to me. It doesn't matter. Um, it's it's only a message. And, yeah, I, I, I got a relatively good response from it. And, yeah, so no nothing fancy from me, I'm afraid. No, I think that's great because um, if if someone has an amazing product and you know and it fits within their home or their uh, their style, mm. they're obviously going to love you know posting it and tagging you, and it really helps uh, bring your Instagram to life as well and and for cross cross promotion and stuff like that. So that's exactly what I do as well. Yeah, I'm very kind of like organic. Like I don't put too many rules. Like yeah. I don't even tell them how many times they have to post for me. No, me so not. I leave it up to them, and and generally they love, you know, they love the prints or they love the products, so yeah. they're just happy to to share, which is great. And uh, was um, being stuck in Liberty and Oliver Bond is like a pinch me moment. Oh my word! Yeah, you it- <laughs> <Did you> celebrate. <laughs> it was. Um, so I think it was the first ever time. I'm terrible at not looking at the big picture um, yeah. and not being like, oh, my word, I started here and now I'm here. But it was actually the first time I was like, right, I'm buying myself a bottle of champagne. Um, I'm going to celebrate this moment. That was after I doubted everything. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. After it was there. <laughs> yeah, I, I remember um, saying to my husband, like, do you think this is a fishing scam? Like, do you think... <laughs> This can't be real, can it? And <laughs> him being pretty normal was just like, uh, 
Laura, just, I mean, just look them up on LinkedIn. I was like, oh, yeah, that makes sense. I'll see if they're real. <laughs> yeah. Um, and, and yeah, they were. And it was, yeah, it was a, it was a big kind of, oh, my word, I feel, yeah, I felt like I, a, a real achievement, basically. Yeah, no, it was funny. It's funny that you say that because when I got approached by tattoo fixers, mm. do you remember that story? Yeah, yeah. When I, I got when I got um when I got uh, approached by them was through Instagram and it was um the set designer, yeah. and I also said I also thought that was like a scam or like I didn't even know that the program existed at the time. Yeah. So I was like, these people are just taking the piss, and then <laughs> I I also asked around. I asked in the group that we were in, and everyone was like, I love the program. I love the set. I that's my guilty pleasure so I started to look into it and it was real and it was, it was kind of like a pinching moment like we were going to be in tv yeah well, so, I remember um, seeing your artwork and were you on the circle as well yeah and then the circle approached me as well I think I think it was on the back of that probably but it was <laughs> someone like another another person and then yeah, all through Instagram as well. So like you say, it's really important to have a really good page and put your time into it. Because at the beginning, when I was posting and trying to grow, my husband was like, you're so much on your phone and da da da. I, and I was like, agree. you just wait. Uh, oh, I was saying, you know, he, he was asking me like, you know, how many followers do you want? And I was like, just a thousand. <laughs> and then, you know, you keep trying to grow and, and it brings its uh, positives and, you know, it's it's really, it's like the, the CV and you're like a magazine, like a modern magazine, I guess, yeah. for your brand. So it's really important. Yeah. No, oh, no, I'm really happy that that happened to you as well. Yeah. And like you said, though, with um, kind of you think you've got one off the back of the other. I think that's definitely the case as well. Once kind of one sort of bigger brand shows interest in you it definitely yeah. for some reason I think makes the other brands go oh hang on a minute are we missing out on something like I want to go I want to see them like we we can't be we can't be missing out so yeah it's kind of like a snowball effect yeah exactly like one thing happens and then yeah and you get um, mentioned and you get well known and uh, more things happen yeah it's really exciting because for ages I think in the uh, when we create the business like the way we've done it quite slow mm-hmm. I guess you know not with a massive budget or anything there's there's like a time when things are not it feels like it's not happening and then suddenly yep you feel like okay maybe I'm going somewhere and things are happening and everything kind of falls into place so no I do yeah I do think it is a patience game it's so funny actually like because I guess people look in and think oh wow you've just done all of this and it's all gone really well and uh, that's not the case I remember the top draw I did with you Emily um, yeah with the brand new it was the first time I'd like show showed anyone really the the metal pegboards super excited I mean yeah people liked them but I got no interest whatsoever nobody really was into them I didn't get orders I wasn't they weren't even selling that well on my website I think I sold one or two and I thought oh it's, it's gonna be a flop like nobody wants yeah and your display was so beautiful at, at top drawer it was really really well done and everything so I was really surprised yeah I just thought oh my I, I've missed the mark massively um 
but actually it just it just needed some time it took yeah I think it took a good six months and then finally it was like okay yeah here we go um yeah patience I needed some patience that was all yeah and in that moment what kind of kept you going Uh, yeah I guess I I think myself actually I'm I think you can you can learn from everything and yeah keep going (laughs) like you can make it work I know that's not everything I think sometimes like very early on with the vintage wedding dresses it is just in your gut and you know deep down no this isn't gonna work um but I think with the boards like the metal pegboards I love them so much and I love the color and I was like no these can definitely work I've just got to stick with them um I'm only small I just need to get them out there like just yeah keep chipping away basically uh and yeah again I I'm I'm glad I didn't throw in the towel and did you do something major or did you just kind of carry on doing a bit of you know your social media your usual things so did you kind of approach more people yes uh, like big, big brands and things yes so carried on um always just keeping up social media I reached out to influencers and said would you like a board to try and get more people aware um I all would always email um you know the big brands I think I'd emailed uh the Conrad shop Liberty Oliver Bonas um Urban all of them and never never (laughs) had a response ever (laughs) um kind of never never I suppose expected one but thought you never know it it might exactly. get on the radar, it might not, like, what's the harm? Exactly. No, that's, well, that's that's good. That's all coming to place now. Yeah. So um, so I have, like, a few quick questions to finish the conversation. Mm. So um, how do you stay creative? Oh, that's a tough one. I think... Oh, I don't know. I think it's kind of fundamentally there. I... I like making things, but I definitely learn from taking something and making that your living. Um, yeah, you need you need to give yourself time off. You need a break. You need to just stop. <laughs> yeah, that's definitely true. Um, you need that time to to get your ideas back. And yeah, sometimes even just having like a nice bath or a shower, a long shower, something where you. Just have a space to think about something else. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that's good. Um, so what would you uh, have loved to know before you started your business? <laughs> um, I would love to have known where it could go. So like we, like we were chatting about earlier, I yeah. could have put better processes in place from the start rather than scrabbling now to kind of get it all in place and keep keep working like normal but doing all these massive building blocks like stock takes spreadsheets yeah all the things that we kind of leave for the last yeah all the the bottom of the list yeah yeah (laughs) that put them in place first because it's going to help you later on cool and have you got a business advice or tip I guess it's a bit like the one you said before but if there's like a quick piece of advice or tip 
yeah, uh, you're going to make mistakes no matter what. No matter how much you try not to, you're going to make mistakes. I've made loads of them and you can learn from them all. They always end up giving you something that you go, okay, I know not to do that now. Now I know this. So it's not a bad thing. Don't look at them all like it, it's a failure. They, they will help you. Yeah, that's totally true. I love that. And the best learning from running peg on board? Patience. <laughs> oh my God, I need so much patience. Yeah, patience. <laughs> it, it takes a while. It doesn't happen overnight. As much as it might look like things have or things have grown really quickly, it definitely, definitely takes its time. Yes, totally. Well, I've loved our conversation. Thank you so much for coming to the show. And where can people find you, find your pegboards, connect with you? Uh, so Instagram is where I mainly am. <laughs> and yeah. I'm just peg and board on there. My website's the same, pegandboard.com. Oh, thanks so much, Laura. Uh, see you soon. Bye. So that's all for today and I hope you love the show. To connect with me, you can find me at Instagram at doodle underscore moo or my website is doodlemoo.com and you can always suggest someone that I can talk to or let me know any questions. I can always do a solo episode sometime. Thank you for listening and bye.